so good to make it this far and I didn't think I could take it so long there were days I wanted to quit I said surely this is it but I held on and I've watched as so called friends turn and walked away and it hurt so much I didn't have words to say but even when my day turns to night and nothing seems just right Lord I thank you for for my life for my life Lord I thank you for every victory in you I've seen And all the moments I know Lord, it was you who kept me So I thank you for, for my life And I've watched you take my family from there to here when times were a little rough, God, I know you were near. Thank you, Jesus. And the moments I thought I'd fail, I was reminded of your nails. So I held on. And if I never live to see another day. There's nothing I would change or take away I've had so many ups That they far outweigh my downs Lord, I thank you for my life For my life Lord, I thank you For every victory Yes, Lord, it was you who kept 
you but I got a testimony hallelujah but I'm not gonna share it today but I tell you what God is an awesome God he's an on-time God and I thank God for 20 years of ministry for Apostle Brian and Brother James Brian who have sacrificed their lives laid down their lives for the kingdom of God hallelujah and it's exciting time to be in the house today Come on with those testimonies. Come on. Hallelujah. We got a couple of them here. Brother Clark, come on up. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we're going to have Melody. Um, good morning, everyone. Amen. I ain't going to lie. I'm kind of nervous right now. Uh, when I was first asked uh, to come up here and get my testimony a couple weeks ago, I was, I was nervous then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ain't too much change, but um, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you for the opportunity, and I feel like the song was, I'm just thankful just for today, thankful for where I'm at now in Christ. Um, I, I joined this church maybe about a year and a half ago, um, and since I've been coming, I've just been growing tremendously. Um, uh, I've, I've learned so much. Uh, my I listened to Apostle and Pastor James and just being uh, such a impact on my life. Um, dang, I'm nervous. Uh, for most of the people here, you know, don't know, uh, I know we all got a story to tell. All of us have been through some trials in our lives. Uh, and I'm a living proof of 
what God can do to a person, how he could change uh, from the inside on out. Um, it's so much that I could say, uh, but uh, one thing I, I know through experience, um, God is real, and God will do what he say he'll do for you. Um, and as I uh, grew in the word, um, I began just trusting God in his word and knowing him for who he is and just relying on him day by day. Um, man, that's so much, but I ain't going to be up here too long. But um, I'll give you a quick, something real quick. Um, not too long ago, um, I was in prison, man. I was incarcerated. Um, I did like six years. Um, I came home, and while I was in prison, like, you know, the statistics says, like, you either come out bitter or better. I thank God I came out better because I had Christ. And, you know, like, it was it was like a like a curse on me, you know, to walk in the, the footsteps of, you know, some family members or, you know, people I hung around and keep getting in trouble. But because of uh, I met Christ, man, so many doors have opened up. Um, so many things have changed my mind, like getting into the word, really knowing God, like it developed a, a different thinking. It, like the things I used to do, I don't even want to do it no more. I don't have the urge. I don't want to do like it's. It just so it's it's real. Like I used to always hear when growing up, like you know the the, the people in the church, you know, give their testimonies or tell where they've come from, and I'm like, well, nah, I don't think that'll go for me because I was, you know, too caught up in what I was doing. And living life lifestyle, living the lifestyle I was living, but I really understand what they were saying now. I really like, truly, it's real. Like, like um, and just every day, it's like it's so amazing because I know where I can be, but because of Christ, like I thank God for like moving me to a place where He wants me to be. Um, I just want to say for me and my family. And thank you for, you know, all the love you've given us, for all the guidance you've given us. Um, I know I'm hard-headed at times, but I thank you for your prayers. Um, and continue to walk strong for God and be that example for us. Thank you. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Amen. We have another, another testimony, Sister Melody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Ooh, today is a good day. Ooh. I am happy to be here. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous, but I know God is with me. He is with me all the time. Um, two years ago, I was sitting in my truck, and I said, God, I need a change. I don't know what happened between my driveway and this driveway here, but I ended up at Miracle Temple Deliverance, and I tell you, I feel alive when I walk in here. Woo, glory, hallelujah. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Woo. I just thank God for where I am today. 
I just thank him in the name of Jesus because he's worthy to be praised. I just thank him. God has been good. He has been so good. Thank you, Jesus. I went to the doctor. The doctor said that um, I need to have surgery. And then I went home. I prayed and I read. I talked to a pastor them. And then I went back to my appointment. And the doctor said I was healed. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you in the name of Jesus. I didn't have to have surgery. Oh, I just praise God. I just thank God for everything. Oh, glory. I'm telling you. Woo. All you need to do. Woo. Let me get it for you. All you need to do is pick up this Bible. Pick up this Bible and read it. Sometimes I say I'm going to sit there for 10 minutes and I'm going to tell you. It'd be an hour, it'd be two hours, and I'm still reading. Oh, it's good. You don't want to put it down. You don't want to put it down. I just read, and I read, and I pray, and I thank God for everything. I thank God that I am here. Oh, glory. Oh, God, is, he's good. He's good. I'm going to tell you, when I open up my eyes in the morning, I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because a lot of people, they're not able. But I keep going. I keep going and I keep praying because I know, I know God is good and he's going to work it out. He's going to answer our prayers. God is right beside us. You can't, you can't depend on man. You cannot depend on man. Man will lie, man. Woo, you got to depend on God. You got to depend on God. No matter what you're going through, you pick up the Bible, you read it. Just read it for about 10 minutes. I'm telling you, you're going to keep reading and reading and reading and reading it because it's good. It's good for you. It's good for the soul. I'm going to tell you, I remember I was in church one day and I was sitting there and I heard a voice, and it said, everything is going to be all right. And I looked to the person beside of me, and I said, you say something? And she said, no. And then a few minutes later, the inside of my body got so warm. I didn't know what. I thought I was having a heart attack, so I did not know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, I just started praising God. I just using me. I'm telling you, I'm glad he's using me. I tell you, it feels good. It feels good. People say, what's wrong? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong. I just love praising God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I love praising God. I could be in, I told the pastor one time, I could be in the yard. I could be in the kitchen. I could be in the room. When the Spirit hit me, I'm going to praise him because I thank God. I thank God for where I'm at. I thank God that I'm reading this Bible, and I'm getting full of it. I'm getting full of it, and I feel it within my soul. I just thank God. I thank God. I'm going to tell you, I was at school one day, and it was March 31st. Glory be to God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Woo, my son FaceTimed me, and he said, 
and the baby is born, and everybody's him and his wife, everybody healthy. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, I was just a praising God. When I got off that phone, I was just a praising God, and I was thanking God. I said, thank you, God, in the midst of everything that's going on, this COVID-19. I wanted to be to the hospital, but I couldn't be to the hospital. I just prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I shouted, and I cried. And then later on that day, a lady said, you know, uh, I see you on the camera. I forgot all about the head cameras in the school. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. She says, you okay? I said, I am good. I said, I just thank God. My grandbaby's safe. Everybody's safe and healthy. I can't be there, but they know I love them. And God love them doing God going to protect all of us. Glory be to God. All you got to do is trust in God and pray. Everything will work out. Woo. I was so nervous this morning. And I'm telling you, when you open up your mouth, you speak for God. Woo. Oh, God, you make, it's, just, it's just so good. It's just so good. I just thank God for where I'm at. I thank God. He is so good. He is so good. I'm going to keep praising God. I mean, you can look at me all you want to. I'm not going to sit in that chair and be still. I'm not going to have that pride. No. If God can touch me, I'm going to get up and I'm going to start shouting. I'm going to start praising God. Lord, no, because God is good. Lord Jesus, he's good. He woke us up this morning. I'm here because I want to be. I'm not here because somebody said, Melody, you got to go to church. No, I'm here because Melody want to be. I want to be here. I want to be here. Glory be to God. I just thank God. I just thank God. He is so good. I just thank God. I, whew, God, he is just so good. I just thank him for protecting all of us. Whew. We go through things from day to day. But just pray. Just pray. Just keep praying and reading the Bible and trusting God, and everything will work out, I'm telling you. It will work out. You got to trust in God. And I just thank God. And I thank God for bringing me here because I tell you, when I walk in that door, it just is such a warm feeling. There's so much love in here. Oh, just so much love. And I just thank y'all. I just thank y'all. I just thank y'all. Y'all. You just don't know how. But God knows my heart. He's on my heart. And I love him. I love God with all my heart. I just tell him thank you all the time. I can tell God thank you every five minutes. He's just so good. I just love God for what he's doing. We all got a purpose. And I just thank God that he picked me. He picked me. Glory be to God. I just thank you in the name of Jesus for he's worthy to be praised. I'm going to keep thanking him and I'm going to keep praising him. Woo. Glory be to God. Y'all can get some of it. It's free. It's free. Glory be to God. Thank you in the name of Jesus.
You know, as she was um, testifying, I heard that song, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Come on. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about How about you? Do you get joy when you think about what he's done for you? Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I get joy when I think about how he set me free. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Hallelujah. It's all right to praise him. We celebrating Jesus. 20 years. Hallelujah. I get joy when I think about what he's done for Apostle and Brother James. I get joy when I think about how he's kept them. How he's been faithful to them. 20 years when they stepped away from the job and said, God, we trust you. I tell you what, I get joy when I think about how he set them free. How he's kept them. How he's delivered them. How he's keeping them. How he's going to keep on keeping them. I get joy when I think about that. How about you? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, Jamie and Kim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Congratulations to two of y'all because y'all have done an awesome, awesome work in God. Y'all yeah. have been such a mother and father for us. And it's their anniversary, y'all. 30 years of marriage. Come on, give it up. Give it up for them, y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. I'm just blessed to be a part of this. Whatever God would have us to do and to move forward in whatever he would have us to do. And it doesn't matter what it looked like on the outside, what may come, the COVID-19 or anything else. God is still moving. And we got to keep moving and trusting in him. And um, this song that Jamie and I will attempt, I'm going to say I'm going to attempt because Jamie knows it. But um, y'all pray for us, please. <laughs> God has got it. He knows it. I, I don't know it as well as he does, but I'm up here to be a help. <laughs> but this song is blessings. It's called blessings. And it's for us all. But when I heard it, I just saw those blessings going out to Pastor Amanda and James. I mean, it was like, wham. And I was like, Jamie, you need to sing that. <laughs> but um, I hope y'all can hear the words because they're so meaningful and powerful. And um, even see yourself in it because it's for us all. Amen. And with that being said, I'm just so excited for you guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I share your joy, Apostle. I mean, it's just, I'm excited for y'all and for everyone else is your excitement in this time to share for them. And um, I was just talking to God earlier and I was like, God, it's, you know, my desire in my heart. I want him to bless y'all so much you can't take it anymore and you just fall out. <laughs> I mean, I just want, and it's coming. God is just going to bless you guys beyond your wildest imaginations and I believe that and I'm so thankful to be part of it and just to um I love you guys y'all know I'm not perfect but you love me anyway <laughs> and um I just I don't know what to say I'm speechless honored and all to be you guys are my family and I love y'all and I'll never forget you no matter what happens I know in my heart that I will always love you and be there with you. I don't care if I'm having a bad day. One day I'm always going to turn back and know where where my home is. And I want you all to know that. Because in life, you know, we all of us go through different things and different um, situations. But um, I just, I'm thankful that God has put me with you guys. And and I just want God to just do so much, give y'all the desires of your hearts. That's my desire, and he will, and I believe it. And I'm just, you guys, we should be honored just to share the joy and the blessing with him. Just to be, <laughs> because you know how you just, because there's haters out there, but there's lovers also. But you just, I mean, I just love to see God just keep doing what he's going to do and do in their lives and um there's people out there that you know there's haters out there but <laughs> greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world <laughs> but um yeah this um we'll we'll try to do our best to the glory of god but as kim said these um 
these words um these these words are for you guys and spoken over your life and um every word that we say has not fallen to the ground it is producing fruit in jesus name and you guys ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> so we just love y'all and um y'all ready to have some fun in jesus <laughs> and if you know the song sing along um let's have some fun The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. 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 His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Hallelujah! Come on, church. Say amen. Glory.
favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children Go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming, in your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. carried out what we need to do for him because it's not about us so everything that I saw was him so I'm 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 glorifying him hallelujah because I want to say this um everybody know about Kim and Jamie because they've been with us for a lifetime but Joe and Lisa Joe even got louder today did y'all notice he took his tone up a little bit, so I know there's a God. He shared his testimony, so I know he's not ashamed, so I know there's a God. And then I look at Lisa, which is Melanie, and I know that there's a God, because she don't say much at all. She just look, she just watch. But now I know that God is in her life because she's not ashamed. So that's what I love. I love seeing change. I love seeing people when they were here and where God has taken them. And that's when you know you're doing a good work for the Lord. That's what I love. Because it's not about us, y'all. It's about him. So when you project him, we know that we're doing something right. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift you up, God. 
because you are the one and true and the only true and living God. We thank you, God, for what has went forth so far, God, magnifying you, exalting you. And God, I speak even peace be still. Even in the midst of us right now, I speak peace be still. I bind all anxiety, which is coming through fear in Jesus' name. You foul spirit of fear. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. Now I command you to bow down in Jesus' name. You go right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you for your peace, resting, ruling, and abiding in this room in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, God, for doing a good work in us, a finish, a complete work in us until the day of Jesus Christ. And everything the enemy has meant for our harm, God, you have already turned it around for our good. And for that, God, we give you glory. And God, as I stand before your people on today, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. And I give you glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I'm not leaving. You can be seated. I'm not leaving Siobhan um, out, Siobhan Murphy. So I thank everybody for what they've done for me and my husband with the help of the Lord. But I want to continue what the Lord has allowed me to teach, which is how well do you know him? And I think each time that I teach this, God brings more. Because when we know him and become acquainted with him, the more we develop our relationship with him, the less we want of everything else. I'm going to say it again. The more we develop our relationship with him, the less we want of everything else. Don't think that temptations are not going to come. They're going to come. You're going to be tempted because the enemy is going to use that because he know your weakness. He know your weakness in your life. So he's going to use those temptations to make you fall, to make you turn away from God. But the more you develop your relationship with him, the more you can submit to God and resist temptation. If you're not submitting to him, you cannot resist the devil. The first thing is to submit to him. So let's go back into 1 Kings. And I want to go back to the third chapter. When I woke up this morning, God reminded me of something. God spoke this. He said, are you prepared for an emergency? And this is why God spoke this. It's because God said, we have to be prepared every day for an emergencies. Because we don't know when those emergencies will happen. It may come in our homes. It may come outside of our homes, on our jobs, wherever it may be. He said, are you prepared for an emergency? And he said, the way that people get prepared is through my word and being in it on a daily basis. Because when something occur that you ain't looking for to occur, he said, what are you speaking? What are you rising up to? Are you rising up with the word speaking to you? Did you lay down with the word? He said, so you got to be prepared for emergencies because you don't know when they're going to come. You know, just like when the hurricanes, when they tell you about the hurricanes, they tell you make preparation. This is what you should have in your house. We should be making preparations every day in our lives when it comes to 
getting into the word of God. That's how we prepare ourselves through the word of God. So whatever comes on this earth, we are prepared for it, y'all. God said, my people need to be prepared for emergency. You don't just jump up and start quoting scriptures that you really don't know. He said, you can quote them, but if you really don't know those scriptures, knowing those scriptures is becoming acquainted with me because God is the word. He says, so no matter what comes, you're going to have a word coming out of you for what's coming. And you're not going to just speak the word to get something to happen. You speak in the word because you know it has already been done. We never speak the word to get something to happen, y'all. If you're rising up to speak the word to get something to happen in the midst of you going through in your body, if you speaking because you're saying, I got to speak this for this to happen, don't do it like that. You're speaking the word because you know the word is your medicine. You know that God has sent his word to heal you and to deliver you from your discretion. He's already sent the word. The word has already done what it needs to do. When we speak the word, we're knowing what the word has already done. We're not looking for it to be done. We're saying it is done. I have spoken it. It is done. And the word don't miss. That's how it's supposed to be. Do not speak the word to get something done. Speak the word because you know it's already done. It already belongs to you. You don't have to try to struggle. You don't have to try to force it. The only thing you have to do when that word began, and God is saying it's like rivers of living water in your belly. Those rivers, God want them to be stirred up so they can flow out of you and go in every direction. So we have to allow God to do what he need to do in our lives, in us and through us. Y'all, it's not a play in time. It's not a time to be playing church. It's not a time just to try to go out and let people think you know something that you don't know. It's not that time. It's a time to get so acquainted with God that you don't have to prove yourself to no one. You rise up, just like Lisa was saying, she have to praise him. She said every opportunity she gets, she thank him. It has become so much a part of her. She's not ashamed of her surroundings where she is to give God glory. She didn't have to look around to see if the cameras was facing her because she wanted to thank him outside of where she was on that job. Because somebody needed that. Not only her, but somebody needed that. So God said, we have to be prepared for every emergency, y'all, because it's things that's coming on. Well, I'm not going to say coming is here. You just ain't seen it yet. It's right here amongst you. How do I know? Because we're living in an evil world, y'all. We're living in an evil world. We're seeing, um, you know, you hear about China and how they're locking people up for speaking about Christ. How they doing all of this and we're thinking, oh, we ain't got that going on over here. Yes, we do. It's happening right amongst us. You just ain't seeing it clearly because you're not seeing in the spirit the way you need to see in the spirit. See, when you live in the natural, you seeing things like this is what's supposed to happen. No, it doesn't. He want his kingdom to come. He want his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. He want us to have freedom. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. This is why in the word you've seen so many of them going through because they stood for what was right. You're going to go through when you stand for what's right. But some of us, we don't want to go through nothing. 
That's how you, that's how God make you and mold you into whom he would have you to be. He want people not just to say, I'm this or I'm that. He wants you to live whom you say you are. If you're going to be a sinner, be the worst sinner there is. (laughs) I'm just being honest. If you're going to live that way and you see people living that way outside of the way God want them to live. But if you're going to be a saint, if you're going to walk for Christ, set yourself apart from the world. So people will know they're not of us because they don't do like we do. So God said, get acquainted with me, get to know me and whatever pop up. God said, I'm your answer. He said, I will answer you. He said, when you call on me, but you got to call on him. You got to call on him. He said, when you call on me, I will answer you and I will show you what great, great. He said, great and mighty things that you did not even know. That's just how good God is, y'all. God is so good. He's so awesome. And he's so worthy to be praised. And every opportunity we get, we need to take our minds off us. And we need to put it more on him. So God took me back to where we were last week dealing with Solomon. And we're talking about getting acquainted with God and knowing God. And God backed me up, even with Solomon. He began to show me something about Solomon. Look at um, 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 3. And I couldn't move off of this. The Bible says, And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. God allowed me. He said, I want you to look at something in that verse. And what he had me to look at was, and Solomon loved the Lord. And God said, look at it again. And I looked at it again and loved stood out. He said, Solomon loved the Lord. He said, do you know why Solomon loved me? Because he became acquainted with me. He got to know me for himself. He had a relationship with me. But the way he got to know me was through his father. David began to teach Solomon about the Lord. This is why David said, my son Solomon, know the Lord. He wanted him to become acquainted with him. He wanted him to have a relationship with him. And through Solomon having that relationship with him, he loved the Lord. And when you love the Lord, you're going to walk in his commandments. When you love the Lord, y'all, this right here is deep because God said you don't have to tell nobody what to do when it comes to me. Because if they love me. They're going to walk in my commands without being told. A person you have to tell stuff over and over and over again. It's because they have not experienced the love of God. Y'all in a relationship, you have so many people say up to the altar, getting married or just having a relationship. I love you. Do people realize what that word means? There's an eros love. That's not God's kind of love. That's a, you know, a husband and wife love. That's a love that 
people use when they're dating uh, eros. Then there's a storgy love. There's a family love. There's a friendship love, phileo. But then there is agape. That's a love that's beyond all of that love. See, when we say, I have fell in love with you, you better understand what you're saying. Because you cannot fall in love with somebody then fall out of love. I'm hearing so many people, I fell out of love with you. And we're going to talk about that. Because there ain't no way you can love them one day and hate them the next. So he began to say, Solomon loved me and he walked in my statues. He walked in the commands that David, his father, gave him. This is why, y'all, we should raise our children up to love the Lord just like we love him. How can they begin to love him? They get to know him by what they have heard about him. Like Lisa was saying, she get, she'll get into the word. There's 10 minutes before she know it. There's an hour and she just loving that word. Why? Because she's loving on God. The Bible say God is love. That's who he is. And if we're in him and he's in us, we should be showing his kind of love. Regardless of how somebody is, what they're saying, what they're doing, we should still love them. We may not like what they do. We may not like how they talk or how they act, but that shouldn't change the love that we should have for them. So by Solomon loving the Lord, walking in his commandments, the Bible says that Solomon sacrificed a thousand. Can y'all imagine? A thousand burnt offerings, meaning that that was nothing for the love that he had for God. When we love him, there's nothing we won't give him. Nothing. When you love him, whatever he asked of you, you should know that he loved you so much, he knows what's best for you. If he told you, give up everything you have for me. If you know how much he loved you, you give it up. With no questions asked. And this is what Solomon did here He loved the Lord so much, he gave him a thousand burnt offerings. But then God began to give him a dream. And in that dream that he had given him, God appeared to him, Solomon, in a dream by night. Now guess what God asked Solomon? Ask. He said, ask, what shall I give thee? He told Solomon. Let's be honest. Y'all, let's just be honest. Let's just cut through the chase. If God asked us in this room today, ask for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. The majority of us say, I want to be rich. I want all my bills paid off. I want a car. I want a house. All us will be asking for the majority. will be asking for material things. Solomon didn't. God said, ask for what you will. I'll give it to you, Solomon. But the only thing Solomon wants, let me tell you about the love of God. The love of God don't think about self. The love of God think about others above self. How do I know? Because Solomon could have asked for anything. The only thing he wanted was to discern between good and evil to be able to take care of God's people. He didn't ask for nothing for himself. So God knew his heart. 
God know your heart. So when you go to God, is it always about you? Do you ever go to God about somebody else? When you in pain, is it always about your pain? Or do you say, God, is somebody else out there that's been hurt worse than I've been hurt? That their body is going through more pain than I'm going through. God, help them. Do we know his love for real? Because when you know his love for real, you are out of the picture. You're not selfish. And as I stopped, God took me right back up to the top. He said, and Solomon loved the Lord. And by Solomon loving me so much, and I knew he loved me. He said, that's why I say Solomon asked. Ask what you will. I'll give it to you, Solomon. He said, I only want to discern between good and evil. He said, so I'll know how to go in and come out with your people. He was more concerned about the people than he was for himself. And God said, because you didn't ask. Let's see what God said to Solomon. And God said in verse 11, but first in verse 10, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing and has not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked riches for thyself, nor have asked the life of thine enemies, but have asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. So there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise unto thee. And I have also given thee which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any, be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. But he was telling him to walk in his ways, keep his statutes and commandments as their father David did walk. Then I will lengthen thy days. Look at what God gave him. Because God knew his heart. See, when we love God, we know that God first loved us. And you know that God first loved you because you spend that time with God. You became acquainted with God. And you know that God laid down his life for you. The Bible, we, we say this verse all the time, for God so loved the world. Y'all understand what world is, right? That's everybody. That's, the world was evil. Everything about the world was evil. Can y'all imagine? Everything about the world was evil. And the Bible say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world so much that he did not want the world to die in their sins. He said, I'm going to come off my throne and I'm going to lay down my life for you because you can't lay down your life for yourself. So I'm going to do it for you. That's how much I love you that I'm going to lay it down so you won't perish. So you can have everlasting life. That's how much God love us, y'all. And when we spend time with him and get to know that love, and it says in Romans chapter 5 that he commended his love. He proved his love for us. Even while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Come on, let's just be honest. The kind of love that we look at 
is what you do for me is what I'll do for you. People look at, if you don't do nothing for me, you don't love me. That's what they do. It's based upon what is done. And we know that love does show itself. It does. But God didn't wait on us to get it right, y'all, to love us. And I'm going somewhere with this. He didn't wait on us to get it right to love us. God died when we were in our mess. And this is another part that I'm going to. See, being acquainted with God is knowing that God is love. God is not about hate. So how can we hate somebody whom God loves even in their mess? Let's think about it. How can we hate somebody whom God loves even in their mess? God loved us in our mess. He proved it. He demonstrated. He died for us while we were in our mess. So if we know that that's God's kind of love, agape love, that's unconditional, that does not change. And when we love him, guess what? We keep his commandments. When we love him, we keep his commandments. Y'all, when you love him, you keep his commandments. You keep his word. You may falter. But you ain't going to stay in that mess because you love him too much. You know how people say, especially men and women that is so infatuated with one another. We get so infatuated too quick with, with one another. We do. When we should be infatuated with God first and foremost. And nobody would be able to take his place. I'm telling y'all, when you have such a relationship with God, nobody just can't walk up in your life and take his place and make you deny your God to do what they want you to. When you are so in love with Jesus, no man, no woman, no dog, no cat, no job will take his place. They will None of that will make you move off of the love you have for God. Because you keep his commands. His commands does not supposed to change when you love him. Nothing else supposed to have a place in your life except him. That's how you know you really have a relationship with him. See, in marriage, just like me and my husband, no man should change my mind about that man. I don't care how good they look. I don't care how much money they offer me. I don't care how much they try to woo me, woe me, whatever you call it. It should not change how I feel about that man. It should not make me attach to them and not him. The only way I attach to them and not him is because I don't know God. Because when I know God, I can love that man outside of what that man do or don't do. Because the love of God in me would see what's behind that man not doing what he need to do. And I'll begin to pray for him. Not go run my mouth about his laziness, which he's not. See, when I love God and knowing God loved me, I can love him. The way he need to be loved. So what we need to quit doing, people, I'm going to be honest with you. Let's quit making excuses while we skip away from home. Let's quit making excuses while we leave from home because this woman offered me more than you offered me. You knew what you had before you married it. You knew the package that you got into before you select that package. 
So we need to understand we need a relationship with God before we begin to develop a relationship with anything or anybody. Because when you develop it with God, God know what you need and when you need it. Because you trust your father because he loved you so much. He died for you. He's not going to let any and everybody come in your life to take you away from your first love. And anybody that pulls you away from God to tell you it's all right to get in between the sheets. Or if it's all right to steal, if it's all right to lie, God will forgive you. That's his grace. No, that's not the God I serve. Because I know his grace. Because I know his love. I got to back up off you. Because that's not God. That's not the God I serve. I have come so acquainted with him. That God lets me know. Even before it happens. That's how much he loved me. God ain't going to let me step into any. Y'all, we make excuses for what we do because we want to do it. We try to justify it and put God in it. But you know that ain't God. But it make you feel good to say it is. So you can keep doing what you do. But I'm going to still go back to Solomon. But God is saying, when you love me, you keep my command. And like I said, all of us in here, we're only perfect if you're born again in your spirit. We still have that soul that we have to work on on a daily basis. We still do things that we shouldn't do. We still say things we shouldn't say. But when we say them, God has given us the Holy Spirit to remind us that's not God. That's how we can go to a person You may cuss a person out and you may thought, oh God, I cussed that person out. The Holy Spirit ain't going to let you sleep on that cursing somebody out. The Holy Spirit's going to have you to go to that person and say, you know what? Forgive me for what I said to you. That was not appropriate. That's not God's way of doing. That's how you know the love of God. You did it. And another thing, whatever you do, quit putting a butt in it, which is your butt. And I'm going to give you an example. And I told y'all this before. When me and my husband have little spats, whether he's right, whether I'm right, whether he's wrong, or whether I'm wrong, I'll go to Jesus. And I'll talk about him to Jesus. I sure will. If he hadn't said this and he hadn't said that, if he hadn't done this, if he hadn't done that, and God said, you just need to apologize. It ain't about who done what or who could or who should have. He said, you need to forgive. And then before I can even get it out of my mouth, but he said, no need to put your butt in it. That's just how humorous he is. He said, just tell him you apologize and you're sorry for what was said. And I did. And that man didn't tell me he was sorry. So I went right back to God again. I said, I did what you said. And he did not apologize to me. He said, regardless if he apologized or not, you obeyed me. And it's up to him to obey me. It's not up to you to tell him what he should do or question him. Oh, y'all. I had to sit in that place for a little bit. Come on, y'all. Let's be real. That's what makes you stay before God longer than expected. Y'all didn't know? Because when you think somebody's supposed to do something because you done it and they don't do it, you be sitting before God for quite a while and you're wondering, what's taking them so long to do it? But then God will begin to talk to you about you. 
And when you come out of that room, regardless if they do it or not, you done what God told you to do. But the next day he did. It may have took longer, but he did it. Everybody, when they spend time with God, God deal with them where they are. If you got a lot of junk in the trunk, you got a lot of dealing with that God got to deal with. And everybody ain't going to do like everybody else. But the more you become acquainted with God, you're not going to wait a week. You're not going to wait several hours. You're not going to lay down in that mess. You're going to handle it right then because you have become acquainted with, the, with God that don't allow all this stuff to happen. How acquainted are you with him? So then God began to show me this. Go with me to 1 John, the fourth chapter. God knows how to speak, doesn't he? And he speaks through his word. That's why the devil don't want you to get in the word. 1 John, the fourth chapter. Listen at this. Listen at verse 7, y'all. This is so good. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. And knoweth God. Uh oh. Let me say it again. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Oh my goodness. We're supposed to love one another. And if we cannot love one another, the Bible says we're not born of God. And loving one another comes from knowing God, from becoming acquainted with God. If you ever hear a person say, I like you, but I don't love you, and they're a Christian, they better check whether or not they're born again. Because God is love. Love comes from God. When we get born again, the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. You have God's love in you. It may not be developed because you're not in the word to get it developed, but it's there. So the devil don't want you to become acquainted with love because love covers a multitude of sin. No matter what people do, God still loved them because he is love. He loved the murderers. He loved the everybody. He loved the homosexuals. He loved everybody. He just hates sin. That's why he died. So sin wouldn't separate us from him. But the Bible says we're supposed to love one another. And if we don't love one another, we don't know the love of God because God is what? He is love. So we have to know the love of God. Knowing the love of God is knowing God. Then he goes on to say, in this was manifested the love of God towards us because God sent us the only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So God manifests. He made his love what? Known. God want his love to manifest through us to others. We make that love known when people hate us. We love them. Love those that hate you. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. He's telling us we got to love them in spite of what they do to us. 
We love in spite of the hurt and the pain. We still press through. Why? Because the love of God is flowing through us. And that changed that person. You still love me after everything I've done to you? Yes, I still love you. Not... Not with my kind of love. I'm loving you with God's kind of love. Because my kind would kill you. Let's just be honest. When we're operating in our kind of love, we see ourselves killing people. We see ourselves cussing out people. We see ourselves going crazy in front of people. But God's kind of love is made known through doing the opposite of what they've done to you. When we know God, we know his love, and love conquers a multitude of sin, y'all. When we know God, we don't backbite with people. We don't stab people in the back because they stabbed us in the back. We don't give to people because they don't give to us. We still manifest God's love outside of what people do or what they don't do. So then he goes on a little bit further and says, verse 10, herein is love. Listen at this, y'all. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins, the atonement. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man have seen God at any time if we love one another. God dwell in us and his love is perfected in us. It's made complete. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. God want his love y'all to be manifested in such a time as this. Y'all is so much just popping up upon the earth. The protest, the election, everything is popping up and we getting more hate now through the election, through the protests, through everything that's popping up, you're seeing more haters. The reason why we're seeing more haters, and I'm going to be honest with you, because we as Christians need to do our job. Some of the haters is amongst the Christians. That's not God's love. See, the Bible says God's love covers a multitude of sin. What we do, we show his love in the midst of the hate. They already know where their heart is. They know, but in order from their heart to be turned to God, we don't do what they do. We don't say what they say. We say what God would have us to say. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We don't do like the world does. God always manifests himself in love. So how can I say I love God and don't love you? The love of God is not in me. I haven't seen God, but I can say, God, I love you. And I can look at Miss Deborah and say, I hate you. The love of God is not in me. Because if I love God, I should be able to love her. With that same agape love. So we have to get so acquainted with God that no matter what people do, we can still love those people. Does it hurt when they do what they do? Yes, it hurt. You're human. But the Bible tells me that God will heal your broken heart. 
He will bind up all of your wounds. We have to go to God when we're hurting and say, God, they hurt me. They hurt me so much. But God will end up binding up those wounds. He will end up consoling you. He will end up giving you the word of God. And he'll say, I lay down my life for you. Now I want you to lay down your life for others. But God, it's so hard to lay down my life for this person. What make them any different from anybody else? So when we love God, it's because we know That God first loved us. God is love. He took me back to a man y'all are so familiar with. His name was Saul. And Saul persecuted the Christians. He was hauling them off to prison. He was despising them. He was haters of the Christians. But when Paul had his experience on that road of Damascus, there was a change that happened in Paul. Now, my problem is he had a Damascus experience, y'all. The light that shone down from heaven. He was in the presence of the Lord. And being in his presence, guess what? He bowed down and said, Lord, what would you have me to do? He was turning over another leaf saying, I'm ready to serve you. Tell me what you want me to do. And God knew how he persecuted the Christians. He knew all of that. But he knew it was time for a change for Paul, for Saul. He accepted that change. And look at old Ananias when God told him to go to Paul. What's the first thing he said? Isn't that the one that persecuted the Christians? That's what we do. When God tell us to go to certain people or use certain people, ain't that the one that slept with every person in Pender County? Well, ain't that the one that lie all the time and steal and always begging? And God, you want me to go to them? But he went. Because God saw something in Saul that he didn't see. But he obeyed the spirit of God that came to him and told him what to do. When are we going to get so acquainted with God, we quit looking at people. And we start doing what God tell us to do outside of what man does. God used whom he chose to use. He used a donkey. So we can't question God. Just because that person hurt you don't mean God can't still use that person. Just because that person don't say nothing to you and say something to somebody else don't mean God can't use that person. So God is saying, get to know me. Spend time with me. So when things pop up in your life, you'll know how to love instead of hate. And then God showed me something, y'all. God said, the reason why people can't love the way they need to love, because they're love blockers. Love blockers is this. Y'all, I'm going back to Solomon. Remember how Solomon loved the Lord? Supposedly with his whole heart, right? He walked in the statues of God, but he allowed women to turn his heart from the Lord. God said, we allow things in our lives to turn our heart from the Lord. And we love those things more than we love God. How do I know this? Because when you got the the love of God in you and there's no blockers there, it's easy to give. It's easy to do things that you didn't want to do because you have come to know his love. But people that struggle in areas of giving, people that struggle in areas, in any other area, 
area is because they don't know it's love. Because they got some blockers there that's blocking the love of God. Solomon, yo, he had 700 wives. 300 concubines. He allowed those wives to introduce him to other gods. To keep those wives at peace with him, he turned his heart from God to keep peace in his home. How many of y'all, (laughs) y'all, you all, Brother Willie, you all, he know what I'm talking about. How many of us have allowed people to turn our heart away from God just like Solomon? We rather please man than to please God. This is what Solomon was doing. If that wife said, come on, baby, I want you to set up this other God for me. I want you to set up this statue for me. We can worship it together. Okay, baby. So he had all of these other gods that he was worshiping because he was so in love with these women. He turned his heart away from the one and true and living God. What have you turned your heart over to? What have you given more of your time to than God? And that's what we need to ask ourselves. Who are we loving more than we're loving God? Who are we spending time with more than we're spending time with God? Whomever you spend time with, that's whom you're serving. Whether it's material things, whether it's a husband, whether it's a wife. How many of us shut down our time with other things and say, I need to spend this time with God? How many of us turn off the television for 30 minutes and say, God, I want to be still. I want to hear you. So whatever you given more time to, that's your God. So this is what Solomon did. He allowed those women. He allowed it. Why do we blame y'all? This is what I, I, I'm trying to figure this out. Maybe y'all can help me. When a marriage is at the break of divorce. And this is what happens. A man may go to another woman or a woman may go to another man. Why do we blame the woman that the man is sleeping with. That woman ain't your husband. Your husband slept with that woman. So why get mad at the woman and ready to fight her? We got to blame somebody. See, what we got to understand is the love of God will keep you out of somebody else's bed. It will. When you love God, you follow his commands. When you love God, you don't go outside of your home just to have one night of pleasure. And this is what we have to understand, y'all. The love of God will constrain you. The love of God will keep you from falling. It will. The love of God would have you to flee fornication. The love of God would allow you to get these images out your mind with other people that you shouldn't be with. That's the love of God. Because you want what God wants. You hate what God hates. That's just how much you love him. When you love a person, you stick by that person. And that's why I use marriages so much, y'all. Some people marry for convenience. Some people marry so your bills can get paid. Your bills getting paid, checking up. What's the difference? Some people marry because they don't want nobody else to have that man say, hey, I got it. Do you know what you got? Men, do you know what you got? 
When you end up marrying people and you see their lifestyle, you're going to have to deal with that lifestyle in your home. Don't do it because everybody else is doing it. Don't do it because you want to look beautiful walking down the aisle. Don't do it because you want everybody to see how well you can coordinate your wedding. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Why am I begging you please? Because somebody who have to listen to problems. Listen to all of it and give you the word of God. When I say stop, stop. Because when it come in your house, it's not only affecting you, it's affecting your children. It's affecting everything that you connecting with. And if you can't deal with you, let's stop right there. If you can't deal with you, you can't deal with nobody. So that's why we have to have such a relationship with God. People can get together, y'all, and a man or woman can abuse that person so much. When somebody good come in their life, they begin to abuse them. Because they have not gotten over that abuse and they really don't know what genuine love is. So they're really not accepting that love from that man or that woman because they have not been made whole. Sometimes we grab people because we want them to make us whole. No man, no woman can make you whole. The only one that can make you whole is him. We are complete in him. You cannot find people to make you whole because when they leave, you find out you still are not whole. So that's why we have to be healed through the word of God. We have to be healed by going to God. So God want us to know his love. Solomon, he fell in love with him, but he fell out of love with him because of women. Solomon had an issue. He had a lot of riches. He had a lot of things. But he fell out of love with God. But one thing God did not do, he did not fall out of love with him. God never falls out of love with us, y'all. When you know God's love, faith operate by love. It's not hard for you to have the faith of God when you know his love. So we need to spend more time with God to get to know his love because we waiting on people to love us. But if they're not right with God, they cannot love you the way you need to be loved. So God said, get acquainted with me, get to know my love, spend time with me. And the more time you spend with me, you're not worrying about who love you or who don't. You may be concerned about it, but you're not trying to find ways. Y'all know that little things, um, how do I love thee? Let me count thy ways. Did y'all remember that? How many ways have y'all counted that you finding out you really don't love me? But God does. God loves you with the everlasting love. A love that will never, ever change. Get acquainted with him. Get to know his love. And the more you know his love, the more you'll be able to keep his commands. The more you'll be able to turn away from everything else. And you'll be able to turn towards him. Y'all, let's start manifesting his love. Outside of how we feel. Because if you go on your feelings... You're not going to be able to love because some of our, we're emotionalized through different things. So get to know him as your one and true loving God. And the more you love him, you will understand you love him because he first loved you. And I'm going to tell you, y'all, spending time with God. Mm. 
just sitting there before God, having conversations with him, listening to him talk, and he breathing all of that life into you. That's what them sweet nothings are. That's that life that God breathes into you every minute, every second. You just want some more of it. God, I just can't get, that's what she was experiencing. God, I just can't get enough of you. God, I just tell you, you just so, so good. And all of a sudden, you feel the warmth like she felt. Or you may have tears coming down your face because you know that God is love and he loved you outside of you. So why can't we love others outside of them? Yes, they mess up. We mess up. All of us messed up, but it did not change God's love. Let's quit putting people in categories and let's let them know in spite of what's going on in your life, God loves you. How did I know that God loved you? Because he died for you. Even in your mess right now, God paid the price. You didn't deserve it and I didn't deserve it. That's what God did for us. So let's get to know his love. And I guarantee you things will change in your life with healing, prosperity. Everything in your life will begin to change. And me knowing God's love, I go to him and I say, God, I don't understand. But I know you love me. And I know you know what's best for me. And I know you know what the right decision is for me right now. So God, I'm going to wait on you. And God, I want you to tell me what you want me to do with this, how you want me to do it. God, I'm going to be still. God, the situation looked crazy. People will call me crazy. God, I don't care. I don't care. I just want to hear you because I'm not going to move on this, God. I need for you to tell me what you will have me to do. And God, as you tell me, prepare my husband. Because God, this looked not real. But God, I know you know. That's when I was about to come off my job. And God set it up. He did it. Because God loved me so much that he knew what was best for me. And I trusted God. Because I knew that God loved me. And he's not going to do anything to hurt me, to bring harm to me. So take your mind off of what you don't have. Take your mind off of what people can take from you. Solomon did not worry about his finances. He didn't worry about his health. He didn't worry about none of those things. Only thing he wanted to do is to do what God would have for him to do for his people. And God gave him all of that. So it starts with love, y'all. It says that if God gave his only son, if he freely gave his only son, how much more? Would God give unto us? Will he freely give unto us? So get to know his love. Come on and give my hand clap of praise. God is bringing it in, y'all. He's bringing it in because he's preparing us for things. And the only way we're going to be able to handle those things is knowing him. Knowing him as a loving father. Amen. Do we have any announcements at this time? I do have um, an announcement, and I wrote it down, Brother Jamie, and you can help me with this. Um, Jamie has um, lost somebody very dear to him, very dear to the family, and he's considered as a stepfather unto Jamie. And the memorial services is Monday at 11 o'clock in Warsaw at Pinecrest Cemetery. So keep the family in prayer um, they're going to have a graveside ceremony Monday at 11 o'clock at Pinecrest Cemetery in Warsaw. Amen.
the announcements, we have remarks by family. I'm sorry, one second. Leaders, family, and friends. Any remarks from the leaders, family, and friends? And then we'll have the announcements. Don't bowl me over. <laughs> I'm thankful to God that he's placed me in this ministry, and it's been an awesome journey. And I thank God that I know I'm not where he wants me to be yet, but I'm not where I was. And hallelujah. (laughs) And I thank God for each and every one that he has sent in this ministry, that he's placed in here. Um, Everyone's a jewel, and it's just been... um, I was thinking about when we were talking about on our leadership meeting. um, I never wanted to be a leader. I just wanted to be a follower. And so God's drugged me kicking and screaming the whole way. But he's teaching me to be a leader and and showing me it wasn't, it's not necessarily the concept I had. But, you know, but I just thank God that everybody in here supplies and, and contributes in a, in a different way. And sometimes, you know, you question yourself, or, you know, am I doing, God, am I doing what you want me to do? Am I doing enough? And, but then you hear what, what people say about when they come in here and how they feel. And, and, you know, I know everybody has a part to play. And if we were all the same and everybody had the same gift, it, it wouldn't, it'd be boring, number one. And, I mean, if everybody looked just like you, how boring would that be? But we're all different, and, and God created everybody's unique. Everybody's unique, and he loves us so much that he did that for us, and I just thank God for this ministry, and I've seen all this time how they've done, I mean, and they're real, y'all. They really live it. Are they human? Yeah. They're funny. They are so funny. They could have a show all by themselves. But they reel for God, and that's what makes it awesome, and that's what makes it such a joy to be in this ministry and do what we do. And I just thank God that they've hung in there, and we just, we've come so far, but God's placed us in this place and in this time for a purpose. And I thank God that um, he's preparing us, and he's preparing us very well. We get fed very well, and I just thank God for y'all. Okay, here are our announcements for today. Sunday school is every Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. Sunday morning worship service and praise and worship is at starting at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Clem School of Ministry is every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch us Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. on WSFX, that's Fox 26. Join Apostle Amanda every third Wednesday at 8 p.m. for Fearfully and Wonderfully Made on Facebook. If you would like a copy of today's teaching on DVD or CD, you can see myself or Sister Gloria in the back. Uh, With our podcast, we are now on 500 different formats. We have iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, SoundCloud, MTDM app. And ways to send your tithes and offerings into the ministry, 
You can uh, visit our website at www.mtdm.org or cash app, hash money sign, MTDM20. Or you can mail it to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Burgard, North Carolina, 28425. And we're asking everyone that has a Facebook page to please share our information about the podcast, Amazon Podcast, SoundCloud, MTDM app, and iHeartRadio. So if you have a, a Facebook page or what is it, Instagram, what's the other stuff? Instagram, Facebook. Help me out, Siobhan. Twitter, oh, yeah, because I know you know all this stuff. Twitter and all that other stuff. Uh, just, you know, get the information out there and so people know about the love of God. Amen? Amen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, saints and friends. Another day. Thank God. Thank you for everybody in the building. Thank you for these wonderful testimonies. Thank you for Apostle, my daughter, my son-in-law, Brother James. They call him Pastor, which he is. Thank God for it. You know, we got a lot to be thankful for. And I heard the 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 lady back there, the one that says she reads and reads and reads. You know we should. And they're not getting blessed. They're blessed. We're not getting blessed. We're blessed. You know what I do? Maybe I do it a little different than everybody else. I look way back. 50 years back. And then you can find out how blessed you are. You know, I was reading, a man's life ain't judged by what he got. The Bible didn't say it just like I'm paraphrasing. The abundance that he have. It's, 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 it's judged by how he served God. You know, if it was like that, a lot of people would Say, this man or this woman's in hell. Because back in the old days, they didn't have nothing. You drop a nickel on the floor, you take an hour to sweep the floor to catch the nickel. Now it ain't like that. And we know things change, it's supposed to change. That's what make us change. If we think we're going to go through this world on a foul bed of roses, you better quit. Or you ain't. You know when you really know that you're serving God when things get tough and he brings you through it and sometimes you don't even know when you get through it. Lord, how did I get through that? You look back. It was him, it wasn't you. And if you think that you got so much faith and serving God so good and every time things happen good to you, you, you better read. Because I'm going to tell you, God's a good God. I can speak for myself. I come through things. I said, Lord, thank you for that. Matter of fact, that's it. My, my whole day, during the day, under my breath, Lord, I thank you. 
What for you to turn me loose over 50 years ago? What if this happened to happen? Lord, where would I be at? Where would I be? Somebody in here just stop and think, where would you be at years ago? Wasn't you? Wasn't because you were serving God so good? Or some of us didn't even go to the building. I ain't going to say church because the church is in you. After we turn out of here, the church is in you. And you know God is good for the things that we have done. I have done, Elijah Walker, Skeet. Look back over your life. As my grandson used to say when he was little, Jeremy, he would sing that song. I think things over, over my life. I'll never forget that. You got to think things over. Where would you be? It ain't you. Like my daughter said, it ain't about you. If it was, you'd be gone. Some of us can sing. Some of us can testify. Some of us can talk real good. Some of us can lie a lot and sound good. But God knows. He knows. I'll tell you that right now. He knows. And, I, and I'll tell you, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying nobody put on. I ain't talking about nobody. But that's something I don't do. I used to. When I was coming up and I was dating, oh my God, I'd tell a sweet lie in a minute. Yes, I would. Oh, honey, you look so good. Where do you go to church at? And knowing all the time, you didn't go nowhere. But see, that's life. But as you grow older and you know better, you do better. Don't get up a grown old man my age and talk just lying. You know that ain't going to work. You know that ain't going to work. You know it's been lying to y'all now. That's old skeet. Yes, it was. But let's live a good life as far as you know in Christ. Things that you don't know, you can't do. The sorrow that we have is because we have learned. I believe it's in Daniel 4.12, say my people perish for the lack of knowledge. A lot of them ain't got the knowledge yet. We ain't reading. And then after we read, we don't understand. Get the understanding, get the knowledge first, and then God will give you the wisdom of the knowledge that you have. But we want to get everything at one time and then go out and tell somebody else something. No, this thing is by grace, through faith, and it's a daily walk. Some days you'll get up and say, Lord, how am I going to make it today? I don't even feel like I'm saved, Lord, but it ain't about the feeling. It ain't about the feeling. I don't care what nobody say. We'll jump and shout because this old flesh or, or, or think about something, buddy, you'll shout. But you got to think about something when you can't get it. You got to think about things when their body's hurting. You got to think about things you say, well... They don't love me, ain't never cared for me, ain't never done this. You think about God. Ain't about the man to start with, ain't about the woman. And I've heard when you're speaking of marriage, if my wife would live, I believe I'd been married about 53 years today. Just looking back. And I've heard a lot of people say, and people say different things, we got different opinions. That's all right about that. Say, I'm going to renew my vows. Think about it. If you told God the truth, he heard you to start with. He ain't forgot you. 
Love is what marries you anyway. It ain't looks, it ain't money. It ain't cars, it ain't big home. It's love. Because I know if I hadn't had love, I'd have been in trouble. Because I didn't have no great big house. Didn't have a whole lot of money. But I know that I had the love of God for my spouse. And so now we, we need to get a hold of ourselves. Love one another. Even as the apostles said, if you know somebody can't stand you, don't hate them. Don't hate them. Love them. And you can't do it not unless you love God. I know I used to couldn't. Now I'm standing up here for you. I'm not going to tell you no, no lie about nothing about this. I couldn't. You talk about me, I'd call you up long distance and cuss you out. Did that make me feel big? No, that, I was stupid. I didn't know. But now that I know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that now. So we, get, we learn as we go. But when you learn something, try to do it. And you can do it. It's just like the man on television. I say the man on television, he's my president. And I ain't going to get into that. I look at it myself. And I'm not a politician, but I watch the news, whatever. And I can see him lying. Because I can remember about what he said before and then he get right back up. I didn't say that. I don't know him. And just left him. But do I hate him? No. My heart goes out for him. I said, Lord, help him. When they said he was sick, I said, Lord, help him. Lord, he's human just like me. He's your child just like I'm yours. Now, do I know he was sick? Some people say he lied so bad they don't even believe he was sick. So you know what we got to do is tell the truth about things. People our age, when you get groomed, you groom. You pull away that childish stuff as, as 1 Corinthians 13 chapter C. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I acted as a child. Done things as a child, but now I'm a man, I pull away all that stuff. Why has I got to go to lie to you? Or you or you? I'm a man. I can tell you the truth. Did I see you at so-and-so yesterday, Ski? Yeah, you did. You saw me with her or with him. But really, there ain't none of your business. See, we get in people's business too much. Serve God. My wife left this world. She didn't tell me, Ski, I'm okay, you with me. But she did tell me before she left this world. Ski, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank the doctors and everything else right in there. And it was so sweet, I thought she was going to come back home with me. But she left that night. But she told me she loved me before she left. This is what we got to understand. This is what we got to understand, people. You'll see people 100 years old. You know they had to do something for God. They got old. I know people hundreds years old right now, I won't call a name, they're still here, mean as the devil. God, this, he's so merciful. He's merciful for Elijah Walker, how I used to be. Carry a gun like the sheriff was. I wasn't getting paid by the county. Had my gun, though. You see, we might well tell the truth. I ain't up here to make you laugh, I'm up here for truth. That's what we have to do. And that's what makes you feel good. You walk around and know you ain't doing right, and here you is. Oh, pastor, when we going to have service? Did the Lord tell you to tell me something? Yeah, he did. You need to get yourself right. 
That's what it is. When my daughter come out to my house, I, I ain't gonna talk no more now. I know y'all say he love to talk. And I do. If you say that, you ain't telling nothing wrong because I do. When she come to my house, been about 20 years ago. Matter of fact, she wasn't preaching. Oh man, I was courting up something. Let me tell you one thing. I thought I was something. Wasn't nothing. She come to my house. I was sick that night. I mean sick. I don't mean playing sick. Oh, Lord, I said, because the doctor had told me, you you can't live until you take this part of your body out, this plane or whatever it was. You can't live, Walker. You're going to die. It kind of scared me. You know why I scared me? I knew I wasn't right. He gave me some little old pills. That was in 1978, I believe. Give me some little old pills. I'm thinking it was a dollar piece, 1978. You wasn't making a dollar and 60 cents an hour. So, when I run around, done everything I could do, and the Lord, that night, I was sick. I mean sick. I looked up. I didn't say a perfect prayer. I said, Lord, I've been lying to you like he didn't know. If you'll heal me, I'll live for you. That's what I told him. Dumb pain left me just like that, but it left me weak. My wife had left me for infidelity. That's been a long time ago now. Don't say you won't mess up if you ain't saved. And she come back, and I went to the license place with her, and I wasn't talking. And she looked over at me, said, what's wrong with you? Said, something wrong with you, because she know I talk. But she just saw me that night. She had called a rescue guard. Anyway, long story short, she left. She said, I'm, I'm going to leave now, Skeet. Said, you be good. And the phone rang. I had a landline there. She said, Amanda's on the phone. Said she had a message for you. And uh, so I went back in. I was in the, on the carpool. And I went back in there. And the phone wasn't nobody on it. And uh, my wife said, well, she, was, she, she had, got a message for you. And, and she was walking to her car, and she turned around. So I wish you would do right. But you see, I had done right. I had done right. I wasn't even worried about it. I said, I ain't worried, just like that. I never will forget it. When my wife left, my daughter pulled in. I remember so good, she had just bought a brand-new van, tomato red van, Pontiac. That was a pretty thing. She got out. There she is right there. She looked at me. She didn't call me daddy. She didn't call me skeet. She didn't call me lies. She said, the Lord showed me you last night. You made him a vow. You better stand on it. <clears throat> you know what I did? I shouted all over that carpool. Not because she told me that. Because I knew I, could, I had my line clear. I could get a prayer through. See what I mean? God told her. She told me. Did I get mad with her? No. Don't get mad when the Lord speak things for you or at you. Say, Lord, I thank you. That's why I said, Lord, I thank you. Have I made mistakes since then? 
Not no real bad one now, but all of them mistakes. Yes. You made no big mistakes, no bad mistakes. And I know a lot of, see, the first thing people start thinking, fornication, adultery, and all that kind of good stuff. That's what they start thinking. But you will make mistakes. One just as bad as the other. Respect the people. Respect the people. Different little things. Not being good to one another, not loving one another. That's what we have to watch out for people. The devil is slick and he's sharp. So we got to watch out for everything. No, am, we per- am I perfect? I ain't going to talk about nobody else. No. But I'm working on a building. Sending up my timber. Day by day. And that's what we all better be doing. If we tend to our business, we won't have a whole lot of time for nobody else. I clear to God you won't. Because you'll be helping somebody else or doing this for somebody. If my daughter and them don't see me, they ain't got to worry about me. I know what I'm doing. If I don't know not my age now, oh my God, I'm in trouble. I'm telling you the truth. When you're young, you're different. It's a different than a person that's young. And one that gets a little older, it's a different. Your colors are different. The thing that you used to want so much, they don't even bother you that much when you start getting a little age on you. When you see an old person out there, start grabbing and carrying on and everything, he better get back on his knees or she better start to get back on his knees. Because your walks done change, your eyesight done change, you go into the drugstore looking different colors, all this stuff. So I just thank God. I, you know, I can sit up here and talk all day. I know we got to go home or wherever you want to go. God help bless us to come in this wonderful day. And I know things are going on with this Corvus 19. But I tell you, like this morning before I got up, the Lord was talking to me. 37 song. David said, when I was young, now I'm old. I haven't seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed of the righteous big and brave. That's right. And then the other scripture, 91 song, said, I'll hear you when you call on me. If you abide in the secret place of the Most High and stay in the shadow of the Almighty, I will keep these pestilence from your house. Won't come now your dwelling. Ten thousand will fall by your side. And things that all around you. Can't we see it now? We ain't got to worry about talking about. Wonder what's going to happen. Read your Bible. You'll find out what's happening. It's just as plain as somebody got a big old uh, a television in front of you. You ought to talk about it. No, we get shame. We'll jump and shout in church. And get mad when the preacher say the right thing. But you ought to talk about yourself. I ain't ashamed to talk about myself, what I've done. But I tell you one thing, I don't do it no more. I thank y'all. And daughter, carry on. I love you. Son-in-law, carry on. Love you too. Now, that's one thing I, I'll say this to my hush. It was an old man, brother that know him. He would always tease me about my daughter. He said, I'll tell you one thing. He didn't go on. I'm like, I love the old guy. He said, I'll tell you one thing. Oh, he called him Bird. Bird, show me a woman, I'll tell it, because she'll tell on herself. 
He better not mess up because she'll tell it. <laughs> I think about it all the time. You know you talk about yourself. Don't worry about nobody else. They're going to tell you. I love my daughter. She comes to me and says, Daddy, you know so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Yeah. I don't get mad with her. I do the same thing for her. That's what we're supposed to do for each other. Keep everybody in check. That's what we're supposed to do. Don't get mad. My God, because I, I, I ain't got no heaven to put you to. I can give you hell while you're down here, but I clear I ain't got no heaven for you. So y'all be good in the name of Jesus. And I'm sorry I kept you so long, but I'll tell you right now, I can talk from here to tomorrow. Because I know what I've been through. Know it. That's right. So God bless all of y'all. And God bless the pastor of this church. God bless her. Because you don't find uh, 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 many people. She's not young now. She ain't all that young now. I know her. Age. I don't know her birthday, but she ain't all that young. When she first come in here, you know, I tell you, she's mighty young to be preaching, ain't she? You know what I used to tell them way back then when she started? I said, how old is the word? The word's over 2,000 years old. She just can it. You were looking at the word. Don't worry about her. Man, you shut up. I ain't want to hear what you got to say. That's what they would tell me. Because I would always speak my peace. I'll tell you that. And, and when I was coming up, I'd fight you too. That's right. But now all that's over with. Thank God for Jesus. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Amen. I, I just have an announcement real quick. Um, <clears throat> I'm on the uh, Pender County Arts Council uh, board, and uh, the, the uh, person over the Arts Council want me to get this word out to everybody in Pender County. If you have uh, a business or anything that you do that falls under art, uh, if you have a craft, if you sell anything or sell anything, made anything, anything that falls into art, if you have a dance, uh, if you teach dance anywhere, even if you don't do it for a living, even if you don't do it, uh, haven't done it for a long time, or if you started something that was bringing in money, um, there is a grant uh, that has been given to the Arts Council uh, for the people in Pender County. Uh, you can apply for this grant. They have donated $72,000 to give to whoever that COVID uh, affected in any way. If you think that uh, you can benefit from this, I have a number that I can give you. Uh, Ms. Rochelle, she said, give you her number. If you have any questions, call her. And uh, the thing is, the deadline is October the 23rd. So you have to get it into her by then. If you know anybody who may fall under this category, um, let them know about it as soon as possible, like today. Call them, and I have the number. Get her number for, um, from me, and uh, so they can contact her so she can give you more information concerning this. So um, just think about it. Have I 
you know, why have I, I done have anything, just anything, don't minimize it. Not a hobby now, but if you were selling anything, uh, be sh- you, you can be refunded. Say um, they'll pay, if you are working in a studio, they'll reimburse you um, for 10 months. If you were paying, uh, paying for rent for a place or using anything, just think. I can't um, break it down too much. Anything that falls in the art, a lot falls in the art. So um, passing on outside the church as well. But I have, you have to live in Pender County. Okay. I'm up here on behalf of special events. Just want to remind everybody about church um, appreciation. It is here. It's next Sunday at 11. I know y'all excited. I am. Today was just an appetizer. It was good. And it, God was preparing us for next Sunday where we will have our entree and our dessert. So I am just excited. Don't y'all forget, remind people, even if they're fearful about coming into church, let them get online. Live stream, Facebook. They can share and participate then. We want to bless them. Let them know we love them. And if you want to sow a seed, you can get with Sister Renee in the back. You can cash out Miracle Temple. There's plenty of ways. So we just want to get together, show them that we love them, we appreciate them, and we just give God glory for them. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now it's time for our tithe and offerings. We're going to start with the blessings, and then after the blessing, you can go out, make sure you continue to social distancing, and put your tithe and offering back there in the bucket. Please stand for the blessing. 